Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Who messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from October the 17th of 1987. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper. And uh, Hopper, let's, well, Doc, how are you first? And then we'll we'll get to some shit, okay? I'm going to break character here for a second if you will i'm gonna break the fourth wall i'm gonna break kayfabe i'm gonna whatever this is yeah man y'all got fucked and i'm Uh leading into i know harper's about to talk about it here in a minute but but i i just call things like i see them and i are y'all okay i i thought i was gonna have to come over and do a welfare check at your house (laughs) i'm all right now now I know how fucking Mike feels when he gets pulled over by the cops. It's just like, <laughs> I have no control over this. It just happens. Okay, so I have a question for you two football idiots. Did Dez catch it? I, I don't even that, remember what the fuck that, that, that was. That's so long a ago. totally different situation. But it's the same feeling of, it's the same feeling of getting it inserted by, by the man, by getting pegged by the man. Here's the other thing. Why did y'all start doing dumbass play calls when y'all got down in there for that fucking end of the game bullshit? I disagree with that. For the kill. I, I disagree. Know. I disagree with what you're saying, but that's not the issue, Doc. The issue okay, is. Okay, so anyway, if you don't know, the Saints got robbed. They got legitimately <laughs> robbed. Um, I was actually hot for you, man. I don't know. That was that was messed up. Um, yeah. So anyway. <clears throat> I feel like not only did that make y'all feel like black people for a minute, made y'all feel like cowboy fans for a minute. So good to see. Good to see. I kept oh, waiting to see like uh, Tracy Smothers run out and go like, no, 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 no. He's fucking passing <laughs> him. And then, and then like fucking Bull of Bob comes out and it's like, yeah, yeah, well, I got to reverse it. And then and then the fucking Rams coach comes out screaming like Cornette. Nah, that's all bullshit. You can't do this. Uh-uh. Yes, I can. I'm the commissioner. And the crowd goes crazy. First and ten. That would have been fucking awesome. If we're going to go ahead and look at this far as the only thing that was missing from it, to be honest with you. Because it was a wrestling fucking angle. It was the JCP referees. They fucking blatantly saw it, didn't call it, fucking took a bump. 
Act like they didn't see it. Come back. Say they didn't see it. No flag thrown. It was a murder. It was a homicide. The only thing that didn't happen was what Harper just said. Bullet Bob didn't run out to say, no, 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 no. And Cornette didn't run out to say, but I got an injunction. That's the only thing that didn't happen. So do you only think thing Sean, that didn't happen. Do you think Sean Payton's been smartened up to the business yet? Because if not, how close do you think he was to physically assaulting someone? I'm smartened up. They just fucked him. He was he was calm. He was too calm in the uh, post game to for me. Meaning that I, I like I f- I figured like at the end of the day he was like, "Bruh, we just got right. worked." Like they they worked us. Ain't no other way to put it. But Harper, yeah. cut that promo you did on Facebook that I shared on Facebook for Doc. Where because because we got these look man, there all my Saints fans out there. I get it, but let's be real. Change.org ain't changing nothing. And Fuck no. Tell me one so, thing change.org has ever changed. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Like, for real. It made uh, Obama president, didn't it? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the politics. Hey, man. No, but seriously, we got petitions going out there. We got change.org. They got attorneys suing the yeah, NFL. Come on, fucking, man. The fucking local fucking ambulance fucking... Uh, <laughs> Ambulance chasing attorney that's got a commercial on during Judge Judy and shit. It's now filed or whatever. It's. It, it, I mean, it's I saw up. your Booker man say that that's what y'all should be doing. Yeah, I fucking had the conversation with him fucking yesterday doing commentary. He's like, I can't just move on. I was like, you have to move on. No, it's, no, no. I'm still bitter about the NBA Finals in 2006, and that's a shoot. I remember that. We were robbed. And and you don't get over that shit ever, right? Let me tell. Let me explain this something to y'all real quick. Go go ahead, Hopper. I'm sorry. I mean, they just fucked us. It's not a blown call. It's not a blown call. They call it. Oh, that it was a blown call. It's not a blown a blown call, which means, bruh, I fucked up. I didn't see it. I can't call what I did. You know what that was. We're about right. to send. We're about yes. to send the forty eighth largest market to the Super Bowl when we can send exactly the, the largest TV market. They, they didn't blow the call. They did it all on purpose. They, They're trying to get that LA market engaged in in jersey sales and all that other mm-hmm. shit. So fuck them. Here's what Uncle Rod said. He looked at the. He was sitting there in the fourth quarter with his spreadsheets and said, "Hmm, put the Rams over," and yeah. that's what happened. That's not what he said. He said That's that exactly what he said. We got PSLs to sell in that brand new fucking hundred thousand seat stadium in LA. So let's book it. The Rams in the in the bro. The fucking referee's got an earpiece in his ear. You can't fucking tell me they ain't fucking talking to him from the league office. It's a fucking work, people. Now New Orleans, my people down there. I love y'all, Clifton. I love you. All everybody out there who's a Saints fan like myself, let it go. It's over. Yeah, it's done. Can't. You can't let it go. Let it it's go. just like what Judge Judy says. If it's not true, it doesn't make sense. And that's how this is. <laughs> there's no closure. You're gonna there's gonna be a Super Bowl in two in a week and a half. Probably when this comes out, you ain't gonna be in it. You know you should be in it. You're right. There's but, just there is no way out of town with this one. All right. That's it. Well, yeah, hey man, probably. the good news is is that wrestling don't ever let you down, right? That's bullshit. Hey, let me just say something real quick. Um, I got to also break some more kayfabe. Um, so I saw somewhere that on Denim Fritz's page that he was getting um, 
threatened with physical violence by somebody on Twitter. Did you see that? What? Who? No, I didn't see that. Oh, I saw somebody was threatening him. So let me just say right now, I'm not denim Fritz because I ain't taking no bumps. <laughs> oh, great. Is this a joke? No, somebody was threatening him. He's now Big Daddy Leather Bound Books or some shit. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah he goes... That. He he called out like, "Hey man, it's not cool to be like threatening violence. This is some parody shit." For what? I don't know, man. I can only see what my wife has protections on. <laughs> <laughs> he just admitted to trolling from Lafonda's account. <laughs> I love it. All right, this is gonna be a hot okay. show tonight, don't you think? I'm feeling yeah, it. I'm feeling good. I here's the thing. I don't have any beer in the house, so I'm going to do this one sober. So if you like to hear Doc all fucked up, take your gimmick and just set it to half speed, and I'll sound real fucked up when I'm talking. Somebody Whoa. told me one time they they did that. They slowed it down, and it, it's hilarious. I think a couple dude, of people. It makes everybody sound like Jake the Snake on a bender, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody else said they sped it up, and it was even it was funnier, too. So uh, All right. I, well, I can, well, good I for that. What, a fucking eight years old? <laughs> I, I, I like these sound like the chickmonks. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right. So, uh, who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl, man? I won't be watching New England. I, I like gotta get you them. when Dez got fucked over. I'm not watching that bullshit. I didn't watch the championship series that week that time, man. I I, I took my little I took my son to the park. Took Fuck took it. my ball and went home. Fuck it, I'm not watching it. Uh, I'll go for Brady. There we go. Um, hey, real quick, a uh, special shout out to the largest patron contributors we have monthly: uh, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie and Hall of Fame patron at K underscore Row and Mike Childry as well. Big supporters of the show who help make this show possible uh, twice a week, each and every week with the Smoky Mountain Show and this show. Matter of fact, just letting y'all know we're coming up on the gangsters in Smoky Mountain. So if you're not on the Smoky Mountain Show, might. Be a good time to jump aboard. Harper, we're, Harper, we're recording that shit this Friday. Yeah, I watched it last night. I got all excited again. I was like, "Man, I gotta get my paperwork in on this race turn I'm doing." <laughs> the gangsters. Hey, do you know Bob Cottle and his wife? As we record this on January the twenty third, two thousand nineteen, their anniversary is today seventy years. Jesus Christ! Can you imagine being chained to the same broad <laughs> for seventy years? Wow, Doc. I, I'm like, okay, so for me... who's Who here is going to live that long, first of all? Right! That's the other part. I would... I, I, I probably... There's no way I'd make it because that would mean I, I would have to be like 100... I would actually have to be 100 to 101 years old to make it another 60 years. Right, so don't live that 70 long. years, bro. 70 well, years. Well, congratulations to the Caudill family. Man! God bless America. Holy that makes him. A, that, hey, we ought to change him to Saint Bob Cottle. For dude, Jesus. And, and, it, and he's and he's still. And you know, sick. and you know, as old as they are, she'll probably he'll probably be in the room and Bob, Bob, and he's like, God, I want this bitch fucking die. He's like, Stop. God damn, I'm going back to work for Crockett. That's I'm <laughs> deal with this shit every day. I'm, I'm calling Jim Crockett. No I'm calling up Cornette. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but i saw that on twitter today on on facebook and i was like holy shit 70 years i, I it, 
it's just amazing. Um, all right, real quick, a couple other things, uh, patron shout-outs. Uh, Jeremy Simic, thank you, Jeremy, for becoming a Patreon member. Enjoy all that behind-the-paywall content. Over 100 episodes, world-class shows, non-wrestling, assorted BS, video review shows, and so much more. And then Jeffrey, welcome to the BTT Hall of Fame wing as well. Uh, remind me when it's time for your first shirt, and I will get it out to you. If you haven't heard from me, I should say, remind me, and I'll get your first shirt out to you. So, Jeffrey, welcome to the BTT Hall of Fame wing uh doc um i'm trying to remember do we have anything else before we get into some nwa tonight hey shout out to one of my uh docaholics out there old good friend of mine i'm gonna just use his first name chris told me he was out uh he wanted to give a shout out he lives up in the pacific northwest he went to a little indie promotion up there called defy wrestling said he had a great time got fucking loaded banged a bunch of bitches like he always does but uh he went up there i think i think the young bucks were there you know Making it all happen in front of 300 people. So uh, there you go, man. We got a little scene report from out at, up in the Northwest. You know, we don't have PWI to give us in, the, those kind of top tens from around the country. So we got to do this ourselves. Actually, the PWI still does issue. They still oh. do the top ten stuff? Yeah. Well, they wow. do WWE. Uh, uh, and let yeah. me tell you, you know how I know? Stephen fucking Javorski sent me a sent me a fucking picture of it, or he posted one on the Facebook group a while back. He wow. still subscribes to it and gets it. He's monthly. Jesus. <laughs> oh, bro, almost choked. <laughs> he still reads that shit. He said, as of like six to eight months ago, he still had a subscription. God, I used to love flipping through those wrestling magazines, bro. Jesus Christ, it was my life. Oh God, I used to just. Like, oh, God, look at all the blood. Yeah. Look at all the blood. Oh. I'm fucking dusty. What the fuck? When did this what happen? Hopper, what Hopper didn't, is not telling you, too, is about, I think, two weeks ago, Doc, when you jumped off of the call, when we were done recording, I was flipping through a PWI, the one we did the top 10 singles ratings on, which we're going to do another top 10 later tonight. And I'm flipping through it, and me and Hopper are talking about the ads in it. We weren't even talking oh, about Oh, yeah, the stuff. department wrestling and the back <laughs> issues. I'd always have, like, all the back yeah. issues I wanted to get. I'm like, bomb up! Yeah. Right, I, was, I, I think I told Travis Heckle one time, I was like, you know the PWI when you were a kid? It was like flipping through the fucking Bible. Oh, yeah. That was like I, the holy grail. You know what else was? And this may not be for you, because I can't imagine that you were... I can't imagine in your poor life that you you got into this, but there's going to be some listeners out there that know exactly what I'm talking about. The Bible was, then became the Beckett Baseball Card Monthly Magazine. Oh, I remember that. And and the uh, uh, Wizards, they had yeah uh, huh? yeah Wizards was the it, it was the same thing, but for uh, comic books. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So somebody out there knows what we're talking about about those things. So we got all the bases covered. No, I know what you're talking about. Before we get into NWA, though, there – so I texted you about The Sopranos when I was uh, binge-watching over the weekend, Doc. And Dude, it was Hennessy-fueled and curse words, and he got mad when Tony started using racial language and just – Oh, with the, when, uh, when a Meadows dating the, the like Jewish black kid. When she's dating Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. <laughs> He was so funny. Tony was like, "Let me ask you a question. What's your parents? What's their what's their what's their nationality?" And the kid's like, "Oh, my dad is Jewish and my mom is African American." 
and he called him a butterhead, and Noah, <laughs> which which I I fucking had to Google it, and it still didn't make sense. Like that's a different like slang, but whatever. And then Noah was like, "Fuck you," and I was like, "Damn, that's the only dude that could tell Tony Soprano fuck you and get away with it." And then and then his daughter. You know, he she got them guts busted out by Noah. Oh, come on, dude. Yeah. That's a teenager. Half black kid. Well, she was a freshman in college. I mean, she's 18. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But still anyway. a teenager. Come on. Oh, anyway. oh poor old Noah. Poor old well, Noah, yeah. So you're at it when they got the guy. What the fuck was his name with the ponytail? Furio. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, don't, 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 don't say no more. Because I think I know what you're about to say, and I don't want to know. No, I'm just, like, curious if he's... If he's popped up yet. Yeah, because yes, Furio, Furio came in hot, dude. He'll fuck yeah. people up. He went into that massage parlor. That shit went, was great. With, <laughs> he shot with that no man in the knee. <laughs> and with no regard either. Not like he didn't think about it. Just wham, wham. You know, we, I'm going to say this and we're going to the show. You know how that show's got good booking? Because Dr. Melfi got raped in one of the episodes. And, bro, oh, yeah. I was hot. I was like, fuck that fucking dude. And it's a show. That's how you know that shit's got good booking. Hey, you just ruined it for all the other uh, Army members that are trying to get into this for the first time. You just, like, spoiler alerted everyone. You know what I don't uh, get about it? How they just kill people and the police don't come asking about them. It's just like, hey, what happened to so-and-so? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Can't pay, and, brother. And, and, <laughs> I mean, and, and, and they just move on from it. Like the family doesn't ask questions. The police doesn't come knocking on the door. It's just like I, I don't know. Homeboy dro- left, man. Well, they dropped the gun, and they're good at what they do. Yeah. No, 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 no. So you're oh, never going to get found with the weapon on you, and you got to have some eyewitnesses. And they're also booking okay. their territory. So who's going to rat on them? Two things before we get into wrestling. Oh, mob talk one, with Mike. There's there's <laughs> never there's never a body for evidence. I mean, they 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 drowned there is later into the bottom of the fucking lake, and then when they killed Richie, they put that motherfucker in a meat grinder and fucking that motherfucker. He was in the he was in the gabagool later on, man. Yeah, yeah that, he that was in the fucking ground chuck at the fucking uh, delicatessen the next day. How's, Shit, how's how's uh, Ralphie doing? Uh, don't ruin it for me. He's he's an asshole, but we ain't got to the good shit yet, from what I can see. Did, 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 uh, what's his name? Fuck him I, in the ass yet? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That see, that's, what you, that's what you have to look forward to. I know, Robert. right? You just All you right. just close your eyes and think about wrestling. All right, Tom. <laughs> Let's do that right now. Let's close our <laughs> eyes and think about wrestling. think about wrestling. Time for some wrestling. Are y'all ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Man, man. call Sting. So, man, call Sting, yes. October 17th, 1987, NWA Saturday Night. We are sponsored by you, the patron. If you're not a patron, it's time to become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Lots of patron-only content is out there just for the patron members. So, they open the show, and we get uh, Hiro Matsuda in the middle of the ring demonstrating the sleeper being applied to Tommy Young, which was hashtag weird. Um, we then head to the studio. Tony and David are excited. David Crockett really seems extra amped up tonight for whatever it's worth. But Doc, it's a hot here. That's why. It's a hot show, pal. Yeah. Okay. It is. It, 
Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on the uh, opening? I want to talk more about Hero when we get there later, so I'll save that for when we get okay. there. Yeah. Oh, you too? Okay. So we jump to the first match. It is Sting versus Gladiator 1. Man calls Sting. Defeats yeah. Gladiator 1. Sting Splash. The Stinger Splash. Doc, any thoughts on Man Call Sting defeating Gladiator number one? So what was I supposed to see in that match that made me go, oh, gee, I'm real sorry about being like this is the end. Yeah. It's an, oh, it's an, it's is, an enhancement it, match. This is huh? the next Hulk Hogan. He's boring. Okay. He's wrestling Gladiator number one. I mean, what, what more did you want from Who him? Who is that guy? Uh, that had to either be that had to be well. Originally, I think Gladiator One was Gary Royal, and when they did Gladiator One and Two, I think it was Gary Royal, and um, the other one was um, oh shit, Paul Lee, George no, Scott, no, no. Uh, South, wasn't it? Yeah, George South. There you go, Doc. Um, but I, I, I again, I don't know. Here, Harbor Paul Lee, get the <laughs> Paul Lee, <laughs> Paul Lee. I don't know if if this is definitely um, Gary Royal, but I know originally when the Gladiators were out there, it was uh, Gary Royal. So I, I'm um, just saying that they didn't exactly get him over the way he's man called Sting. They missed an opportunity there, but then he talked, and I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, you know what he sounded like the uh, the guy from the uh, the new breed. Okay, Bruh, how different? How different is he than that at this point? Yeah. Jesus Christ! Since it's his first one here, that guy ought to, that guy ought to get down on his knees and pray to a Ric Flair statue each and every day. Since this is worse. This is, I'm not even. I, this is the night where I'm going to shoot everybody straight. This is worse than I even imagined. Okay. Since it's his first promo, here it is. Okay, let's bring in Sting, and I know it was a great win for you right here on the Superstation. Good to have you with us. We heard a lot about you, and obviously everything is right. You're a great athlete. First time for me here at WTBS, and I love being here at WTBS. I got a lot of big things happening. One thing, real big, a good stepping stone for me, Starcade 1987, Chi-Town. And it's going to be hot because I'm going to be hot. See, my red blood cells just start to move a little bit. And I start going nuts. And that's just what's going to happen at Starcade. Okay, right here on the Superstation TBS. I know it's going to be a big event for you in Starcade. Saying best of luck to you. Oh! <laughs> right here with us on the Superstation TBS. You hear Tony just call like, Sting. So, so Tony's like, so that's it, huh? That's it, huh? Good job. And then, and then Sting's only response was to howl at him. <laughs> what a piece. Of, just look, Steve Borden, by all accounts, is a nice guy. He's changed his life around. He's a born-again Christian. He's a family man. He's a husband, and he's a, a father. And for all of that, I salute the man. But I do not want to watch him wrestle. And God Almighty, we're getting ready to get a rocket ship strapped to his ass and fuck yeah this it's is like the bad, end doc this is like it, the beginning this is the first this is the first shot fired this is absolutely that bad if y'all think sting is the first shot fired in the beginning of the end no you're wrong to me because like next it's 
action figures and call one nine hundred whatever and, and eat a dick. Yeah, and fucking lunch boxes and and yeah, Doc, he's right. He's Doc, right. why are you right. saying they're 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 putting a rocket ship on him right now? What what makes you say that? Because Rick's they're about strapping to make a rocket it. to him. It's nineteen eighty seven. Why are you saying Rick's about to make him? When is Clash of the Champions? Uh, no, I'm trying to get to something here. When does he win his first world title? I don't know. I don't care. Okay, that's that, see, that's my point. You act like you act like he's about to win the fucking world title right now. There, he's the franchise, right? Doc, you acting like they just gave it to him right away, and that's not what happened with Sting. <sighs> he doesn't win the world title for a couple of years. Yeah. So at this talent- point, at, at this point, and I think we should really explore something that the hard body over here just said. How is he fundamentally different than the new breed? Oh, come on. That's just insulting, Sting. It is true, though. If I was some kid watching this for the first time, seeing this guy in 1987, like, all right. All right, what? I mean, he's... I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what you mean by that. I mean, he, well, like, here's if the I'm thing. Sitting he there, if I'm sitting there at he 13 doesn't... years old, I'm going to be like, this was a... First of all, this he's a body guy who can't talk. Okay, if I'm going to have all that, I grew up on Kerry Von Eric, so I'll take that instead. Uh, dude, I ain't trying to like piss on Kerry, but Sting was a lot better than Kerry. You are high right now. Okay, I'm just saying. Mm, uh, Kerry can I cut don't... promos? Let's have this talk, Doc. Kerry's oh, a God. promo guy? Please tell me. Please I didn't say that. I didn't say it. that, but Kerry had a certain charisma that people liked. Am I wrong? Had to, you just and, got and you, beef with him because you need to feed your narrative that world class is terrible 100% of the time. No, 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 no. So, uh, Harper, the, no, Doc, you started watching Carrie in 82. So, how old were you then? Uh, eight. And when was the first time you saw Sting? 87. How old were you then? Uh, 13. Are you trying to tell me that Sting is That's more believable? That's the difference. Nah, bullshit. Carrie okay. Von Eric was built like a sh- brick shithouse and, and had charisma that in a different kind of way than Sting had. Hopper, break the tie. Who, who, what do you think? Uh, he didn't like he didn't like either one of them. Yeah, uh, I mean. <laughs> He's about to say something bad. I mean, Carrie couldn't talk. He was fucked up all the time. <laughs> we, don't know, we don't know if he could and talk he had or not. One foot. <laughs> he had one foot. Let's chop off Sting's foot. And yeah, see how Sting he had two feet, man. Okay, hold on. Kerry did not have one foot until until eighty. What year did it happen? But it wasn't in his early. It wasn't in the early eighties. What's your point? You, I'm just co- saying. You, comparing co- fucking comparing Kerry Von Eric to Sting is just. I'm sorry, man. Kerry died younger, but I don't. Harper was also onto it. something here. This is the beginning of the end because th- somebody in some office, because we're about to sell this company. Yeah. I didn't say this is the end. It's the beginning of the end because mm-hmm. somebody's going to get it through their head that their way for their corporate career is to get behind Sting. It's like okay. when you watch like straight, straight out of Compton and you see fucking Easy E do that first cough. Mm. And, like, 
And like, what's wrong, Easy? Nah, bro. Yeah, that's right there. That's what this is like. Oh fuck. This and you know what? Beginning. And you know what Sting is? Sting is sunny at work. Somebody got behind it and decided to strap a rocket to it, and it ain't no substance there. Yeah. And that's a cares. two people, but uh and we're here, but that's exactly what this is. He's now, like T Rex. No, the difference between Sting and T-Rex or Sting and Sonny, who Doc's making an inside joke about, is Sting actually could print some money. Sonny can't print money. The other thing is, it's 87. Man, we're we're years away from Sting's first world title reign. You, you're judging him off of this one promo and his, his first appearance here. Does he have a lot of growing to do? Yes. Did Rick basically take him and guide him? Hell yeah, but Rick was smart enough to know that son of a bitch has something in this era right now with this ocean. Well, Pacific okay, bullshit. so there's a diff- another story. Rick's looking around and going, "Well, shit! If, if since Magna doesn't know how to drive, I got to do something oh, here." God, that's nice. Come on, dude, you're an asshole. Why you run people off with some of the shit you say? What Fuck. Are you talking- Hey, let me take a fucking big guzzle of Hennessy, Jesus That's Christ, nice. and make it through this show. Okay, finish your thought. Since Magnum doesn't know how to drive, Mr. Fucking Asshole. I mean, go he's got to work with somebody, and they decided they they have completely messed up the Wyndham run. I mean, who yeah, else was left? Now, you want to talk about, they, they fucked that up bad. Right. That fucked I up bad. I didn't say ha- the sting is, okay, so maybe where I misspoke, and you misheard me probably. Is this Look, idea man, that Sting, Sting ain't out there filling his nose with Peruvian shit like Kerry was in the back every night? So don't even try to compare. Yeah, they're Sting all to doing Kerry. that though. I don't. I ain't buying that. I mean, I, they, they all. Most of them smoking a little dope or whatever, or that ganja, or whatever the shit, whatever you call dope. it. But, Fifty years old. Yes, yeah, they're having marijuana cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, Harper, I'm only seven years away from that, so probably so. Jesus. But hey, you know hush, what I'm saying. Hey, hush yeah. up on that. I'm pretty close to that too. Um, <laughs> I need to get laid. Well, it's nice. So okay, it's not that Sting is single-handedly responsible for the demise of this promotion because I really do lay it at the foot of Jim Crockett. If we're going to be really honest and about everything and upfront about it, yes, sir. But. And it's always the Booker man's job to to blame it on somebody else. That's how they get their next gig. But come on, dude. This is not good. Doc, you're looking at him on and his first appearance. And it's not going to get any better from him. Doc. How about that? You're looking at him on the his best character first... he ever. The best character he ever had was the Crow Sting because he went up there and shut up in the rafters for a year. Look, I never said he was a great promo. I think we're, I think we're on, well, on the here's same the page thing. with that. I watched a Nitro in like '96, '95, '96, and he came out and did that same howl at Mean Gene. So that's he already had perfected that on his debut. Doc, he was for the kids. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I ain't no Catholic priest, but fuck the kids. Okay. Wow. Did you hear that, Hopper? That's wow. No, he was too busy banging his coat hanger on his leg like he was on Smoky Mountain. <laughs> okay. What's that noise? Oh, it's okay. just me. I'm banging my coat hanger, popping my coat hanger on my leg. <laughs> so last week, yeah. Hey, at some level, 
this is the promotion that I grew up with where the men were tough and the name on the marquee was wrestling and they said it themselves. So I don't want to see this cartoon action yeah, figure. Fucking shit. baseball this card. All that shit's coming. Harper, we talked about this though. What was going on in 87 around this time? The ocean Pacific thing, the whole surfing thing with the white kids. And even if you, that was before that. And that was kind of how rock and roll looked with the scar, with the bandanas and stuff. So don't give me that either. Don't try to appropriate white culture for whatever it is you think you need back in the ghetto, pal. That's exactly what it was. ESPN had the surfing shows on during this time and shit. And, and surfer sting. I mean, that's this is what this is with the paint and the colorful tights. I, and I'm not buying he was there, Hogan, at this time. He doesn't win the world title for like three more years from now. And I'm bad with years. So anybody out there, if I'm wrong, just let me know. Yeah, but I'm looking that up because I think you are wrong on that. It's he doesn't win the title. Like you act like they, he, you act like he came in right here and they put the fucking strap on him right away. Like they Roman Reigns them or some shit. Even Roman was wrestled for years before he had the title. But I'm like, I don't know where you're getting this shit from. Go ahead, look it up. I'm gonna go to the next segment and look it up. Fair enough. That's very fair. Okay. You're so fair. You're so fair and balanced. So we we keep going, and I'm not playing it, but the sheep herders are out there cutting a promo, and I do want to say one thing from it. Um, these two are asking for the lightning express and i gotta say if i'm getting the sheep herders uwf style versus tim horner i'm paying to go see that shit and i want to see a fucking just bloodbath i want to see them bludgeon horner and horner sell like a son of a gun so that was my note from that hopper i'll throw it to you while doc's looking up whatever he's looking up man I wish they were more like this in fucking WWE instead of licking oh, heads. Kid. They wouldn't have made half the money, but it, they would at least yeah. have the respect. I mean, this is you, fucking great. They're awesome. They, he does that little bounce up and down with his shoulders. I love the other one, the the one that uh, doesn't uh, really talk much. Butch Miller. Yeah, he's he's my favorite with the facials, and he's calling him cousin. It's just, they seem so believable that they're really some backwards new zealand dude they would have a they would have a couple of pints of fosters and whoop your yes. ass without thinking about it <laughs> and that's the that's what i want to see rather than fucking sting and there's your whole thing right there and i love so, it when he says uh i don't speak the the uh the queen's, queen's english. english yeah that was great <laughs> that was a good line Harper, you would love their feud with the Fantastics and UWF because yeah. those bloody. teams bloody beat the shit out of each other. Is the UWF <laughs> on the network? No, they don't have it on there. But um, it should be on those disc drives or the drive that Tim Arecci gave you. It's All like right. I think it's like if our, my timeline's correct, I think it's like early '86 or like summer of '86 or or spring of 86, they're like, they're feuding with Tommy and Bobby, and dude, they beat the shit out of each other. They murdered each other on, on those tapings. Like, there was like, Buku, like, you know how the, the cage in Smoky Mountain was the chicken wire for a while? Yeah. They had like a chicken wire cage. Thank you, Kevin Rhines, because you reminded me of that. I totally forgot. I, I knew they did cage matches, but in my mind, I just didn't remember the chicken wire, but it was like chicken wire. They beat the piss out of each other. Like, like Doc said, just bloody bloodbaths, just... I mean, 
they they lit the territory on fire with the with the tag team feud. But you know, and you never got this group in the WWF. And again, Doc, to his credit, made the correlation of them and the Briscoes of today because. While the Briscoes aren't bleeding all the time like they were back in the day or the Sheep Herders, the Briscoes, to me, they, they remind me of the Sheep Herders back in the day as savages. Mm-hmm. and Intensity. Inten- yeah. Oh, my. I mean, you, you like even watching what you saw a second ago in that promo, I mean, you know, when you were talking about what they were saying, it, they were – that. this is actually mild compared to the UWF stuff because they haven't bled or anything on Crocker TV at this point. Was fucking Johnny Ace with them back then? No. no. Wasn't it Jack Victory? Jack Victory was with him. Yep. Just totally different. All right, uh, Doc, did you look up Sting's first title? I when? couldn't find it, man. I, my what? Internet, my internet's out. I'm, shut, shut up, dude. I got Spectrum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's his way of saying. He looked it up. He realized that uh, Sting did not win the NWA World Heavyweight title until like 1990 or so. Not everybody and... who's over or they strap a rocket gets the gets the strap, pal. Not everybody but, gets the strap. Mm-hmm. This is still well, the he NWA. Won it on Clash on, uh, of the Champions, didn't he? No. Yep. He did. Well, not the yeah, one what? in 88. He didn't win in 88. I know. That's what I just said, asshole. Jesus, I hate you. You're confusing me. I thought his first title, NWA title. Was, I didn't was... confuse you. We're not doing fourth grade math. Now, let's keep moving. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, let's keep moving. So uh, they go to the Starcade Control Center. Uh, we got a Ronnie Garvin promo there. They also announced, Crockett Jr. announces that Garvin will battle Ric Flair in the cage. No DQ at Starcade. Uh, Garvin cuts a bit of a promo, nothing special. Uh, Crockett yeah. Jr. also says Ron Garvin will not be defending his title between now and Starcade, which I never understood that, but whatever. It just seems really dumb. Um, they then recap the situation with Taylor, Terry Taylor and Nikita concerning the world TV titles. Crockett Jr. also mentions the unification match between Taylor and Nikita, where the winner will be the true world TV champion. Hopper, what did you have from all of this? I would love to have Nikita do my voicemail. Wouldn't that sound fucking awesome? Shatota. Yeah. Shatota. Chris, it's not here. Let voicemail. Shatota, you reach voicemail. Hard body hopper. Hard body hopper. Occupied <laughs> fucking bitches right now. He call you back when time have free. <laughs> Something like that. That's what you want. Yeah. You you know what's a you know what's a, a complete mind fuck? If you ever hear Nikita talk in his regular voice and you see his face, you're like, "Oh, sh- it, it it will throw you off completely." There's a YouTube interview with with yeah, him and somebody. I seen that. You seen it? Yeah. <laughs> a long-time patron uh, Craig Walston sent it to me one time and I, and I was like, you watch it and it just it messes with your head. You're like, that's Nikita? Holy shit. Anyway, all right. Anything else from this, Hopper? No. Doc, you? In 1987, if I had to go get somebody out of the promotion and say, we got to go into this bar and fight our way out of here, I'm probably taking Ronnie Garvin. Yeah. But he don't look like the world champ sitting there. It was the chase, like you said, a couple weeks ago. With that denim jacket. And the sunglasses inside, it's just not him. It was a chase. He 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 chased the title. He won it. 
and that was that was the it's whole like, angle. It's like getting a hot girl home from the bar and you're all excited and she dribbles off those pants and it smells like fucking fishy onions in the room and it just ruins it for you. It's almost like if a dog is chasing a squirrel up up a tree and a dog actually gets the fucking squirrel. It was like, now what? I've been there before. I've had my dog look at me like, so now what do I do? (laughs) Fuck, I don't know. You caught a squirrel, you tell me. (laughs) All right. We'll keep it moving. Uh, next up, we got Barry Windham. Uh, he cuts a promo. He announces that he and Dr. Death have been booked in a match where the UWF title will be on the line. Remember, Barry is the Western States Heritage Champion still, and now he's going to wrestle Dr. Death. Um, it doesn't sound like the Western States is on the t- on the line, but the UWF title uh, will be on the line. Uh, thoughts, Hopper? That's the first time we've seen him with that belt in a while, huh? I think he cut a promo with it. And you can't be, you can't have two belts, right? That's the rule that they claim until it's convenient for them to allow two belts. Okay. That's what I was wondering. I was like, how can he, you know, be be, uh, two champions? What they yeah, should have done is let two uh, let a white guy carry two belts and then have Pistol Pez win two belts and then change the rules. Funny, <laughs> 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 Doc. Class act you are. I miss Pistol Pez, man. I do too, man. Last summer with him and Paul Dude, Jones. Dude, he's my favorite Paul Jones uh, army guy. I don't yeah. know. Rick Root. Rick Root's got a lot to say about that. Well, I don't even, even count it. Oh, okay. No. Definitely. I mean, they were lucky to to fucking have Rick. It's well, we're no, gonna Hopper, get to Mighty Wilbur. I, we're gonna get to Mighty Wilbur. Is that your new favorite? No, that guy's. But man. Hopper, you're talking about Paul Jones's army. Rick Rue really wasn't a part of the army. That's we're talking what I'm about... saying. Yeah, I know what you mean. Doc Doc's thinking well, Rick Rude. No, Rude was good, but I'm with Hopper. When Paul Jones had the army going strong in 1986 during the summer, man. Pistol Pez or Shaska was the shit. He was out there talking about, I'm a whoop a hill, Billy. I'm a whoop your white ass, you hill. I mean, no, you notice know. how happy he got when he got to say that just now. <laughs> <laughs> see? Yeah, he, he no sells everything else. You see how happy he got right there? Pez was hilarious last summer, man. When we were in, when we were in the middle of '86 with the bash and stuff, he's like, "I'm a whoop a hill, Billy. I'm a whoop the black or white off of you." I don't what? know what he was saying. The black, the white. Now you've now you've confused everyone. Yeah, whatever. Okay, uh, we'll keep moving after Barry's promo. So after that, we get a match. We got Tully and Arn, and they defeat Rocky King and George South, uh, two of the best enhancement talents in Crocker Promotions. If I say so myself, we've said it a bunch of times. Doc, any thoughts from Tully and Arn defeating Rocky King and George South? They're the champs, and they look like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to talk about the promo in a little bit, too. Um, God, I love them as a tag team. I love them as a tag team here. Uh, Brain Busters, don't get me wrong, they weren't bad, but Tully and Arn, they were that damn good. Okay, so then we go straight from that to uh, we got Terry Taylor, who is up against Larry Stevens, and Terry Taylor... Defeats Larry Stevens, uh, Hopper, anything from that? No. Yeah, um, pretty much nothing happened in match. Um, so then we go from that to Terry Taylor and Eddie Gilbert cutting a promo. Um, actually, I did want to play that if y'all don't mind. Yeah. 
Okay, so let's go to it now. If I can get to the correct timestamp. Here it is. First family, victorious again, right here on the Superstation. Tony Giovanni, how many belts do you see that we have here? Well, we've mentioned it before, you got both of them. You got his belt and Nikita's belt. No, 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 no. We have his belt and his belt is what we have. You see, I'm getting a little bit disturbed. I've already sat back here and listened to Ron Garvin sat here and say the NWA has been around for about 80 some odd years. Well, what do you do with an old horse that breaks his leg? Well, you take it out and you shoot it. It's out of the way. Well, the way we figured from the UWF, the NWA has been around a long time. Yes, it has been the greatest. It has produced the greatest champions ever in the world. But I want to tell you right now, the UWF will produce the greatest ever in the future of professional wrestling. Nikita Koloff, let me say one thing about Starrcade. If it really came down to it, the way we're talking about it, we might as well just put John Ayers against Jim Crockett and figure out which one is best. Why don't we quit and let the people sit behind the desk figure out what we're going to do? Why don't you step forward like the minute you say you are and step in the ring? Well, Starcade, you got to do it. Either put up or shut up, boy. Well, I got to show this. Nikita comes out here and he misses to all these people just like this. Boy, you dumped yourself out of a championship. I'm the champion. I'll stay that way for as long as I so desire. And one more thing. I want everybody to know that John Ayers is not against us like everybody thinks he is. As a matter of fact, he's my good buddy. <laughs> all right. First family, Terry Chan, along with Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. More action fans right after this time. Man, I, I really like Eddie Gilbert. Doc, what did you have from this? Doc? All right, well, hey. Hopper, what did you have? No, I'm here. I like Eddie Gilbert, too, man. I thought he was really good there, and he didn't hit any memorable lines, but he is a great character. He's the guy that if we all go out and drink at the bar, he's the one that's going to get us in the fight. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's such a great heel move. And you know what? I was sitting there list just listening, and his laugh and the way he was talking is, I think Brian Christopher took as more from him than he did from his own dad. That's a good, uh, based on what I've seen from Christopher, that's a nice little comparison just based on the squeakiness of, I don't know, squeakiness, but like high pitchedness of Eddie Gilbert's voice and just the like shit stir, the little short guy mm -hmm. who starts shit. A little laugh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, Harper, anything from you? He's bearing the fucking NWA, man. That takes some balls. Yeah. Well, he told Nikita, he kind of, it felt like he almost called him a bitch, and he told him to man up. He called him a boy. He yeah. said, man up, boy. Imagine if Nikita had been black. That would have been even better for wrestling you know, what? point of view. Yeah, man, push the envelope. Shit. Is that why you went out there and called somebody the N-word? Huh? Is that why you went out there and called somebody the N-word? Iceman King Parsons told me to do it. So yeah. whatever the black man tells you to do, you just go do it. Let me tell you something. When a 20-year veteran at that point tells you to say something, and he says he's going to watch you to make sure you do it, you do it, okay? You should have snatched him by the cornrows and said, I ain't doing shit, old man. It, the, the best part about that is it's on video when I say it, and I will never put that out into the world is it on youtube you can't no you can't i have i have a video of it i have like i have a vhs of it and i show will it to your, never you show it to your wife 
Man, I want. I remember one time I tried to show her some wrestling from, from back in my time, and she just was like, "Watch whatever." Like two seconds. Yeah. It's just, Stupid. It's just, um, yeah. She's she ever, she's time. never seen you wrestle. Uh no. She's. I mean, not in person, but she's seen some video. How about I come over and hit you with a steel chair in front of? Her? <laughs> <laughs> That's supposed to be funny. I'm just saying, man, I'm just trying to keep this thing moving. You made it all about you and your wrestling career. I'm just trying to keep this thing moving along. I'll tell you what's better than my wrestling career, and that's a nice bottle of Hennessy. Uh, let's oh, going. Harper, I forgot to – I didn't tell you. I told Mike I was at the liquor store the other day in the good uh, part of town, and I was walking through there, and I almost took a picture, but I thought I might get in trouble. I looked over and they had Hennessy locked up in a cabinet. <laughs> that <laughs> shit ain't like, cheap, man. No, no, look. It, if you'd have thrown what they had behind there, one of the bottles was twenty nine ninety nine. So it wasn't like it was the top of the line sixty dollar yeah. brand version or eighty dollars or a hundred dollars. And they had that shit out for the other liquors. That was some racial profiling. <laughs> <laughs> He's full of shit. Don't listen to him. Whatever, but I tell you what, man. Um, our liquor prices in in America are a lot better than like we got Canadian listeners, and they, you know, I ain't trying to say their names, but the I of Gibson, what's happening, man? Um, and PN News Junior, like they they sent me a screenshot. Well, like Wait, a they're Canadian. Of, I thought they were from Bogota. Nah, I don't know, but anyway, they sent me some uh like pictures of like Hennessy and different things at like the liquor stores where they go. Man, that shit's expensive in you know, Canada. You know why? Jesus you know why, right? Christ. That's how they tax all that stuff to pay for all that free health care they get. Yeah, dude. <laughs> okay. What they need okay. to do is get, a, get, a, get them some GoFundMe accounts as their health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. We're not, we're not going there. Let's keep it moving. So we got – okay, they cut to a segment Tony and David do with the Shogun Hiro Matsuda that we saw in the opening – where Matsuda put the sleeper on Tommy Young. Now, Matsuda's knocked out. If you're watching on Patreon, you saw it all while we were having a discussion about everything else. Uh, Matsuda knocks Tommy Young out, but Young is flopping like a fish out of water. Johnny Weaver comes in and wakes up Tommy Young, who had been put to sleep. Matsuda then puts the sleeper on Johnny Weaver after Weaver slapped JJ, who was also out there. Now, Weaver must have had a balloon filled with blood in his mouth because he starts gushing blood from the mouth. But uh, J.J. makes a challenge, and J.J. says Dusty has to battle Hiro Matsuda October 23rd or 25th. Can't remember exactly. Anyway, Doc said he had some stuff on Hiro Matsuda, so now is the time for him to talk about it. What you got? I like the fact that – because back in the day, man, remember when Terry Gordy went to the to Asia? Man, I, I had hey, a back with the Asiatic fucking spike. That, and then people were bleeding from the mouth. That shit was real, dude. Yeah. People went, back in the old day, you didn't have the internet. It was the dark continent. <laughs> well, not as dark as Africa, but close. That's a nice, Doc. What? Yeah, I had a such an ass. Do you have right. to be an asshole all the time? And I had a globe, but man, I don't know. These people. So anyway, Asia was mysterious, man. You, I mean, we, <laughs> we're in the middle of the 80s where people still ain't fully over world war two and then the the japanese are trying to like buy up america everybody's afraid they were going to buy up america and consumer electronic goods <laughs> man fucking i think it's awesome 
they're like, okay, well, we can, we'll see your Johnny Weaver and we'll bring in somebody from a, a part of the world that nobody here knows about. And he must be dangerous because we had to drop a nuke on him. Wow. I'm just saying what people in the South think in 1987 in South Carolina, yeah. or whatever. You, so you I like the fact that you speak for everybody. All right. <laughs> so I do. I, and so um, I like the fact that they brought him in. But, dude, who did he slap the piss out of? What do you mean? Was it JJ? Who did Hero slap? It was JJ. Yeah, he slapped the piss out of him. Keep going. Then he turned around and squared up with Dusty and just, he didn't, he knows. Oh, no. Man, that. He didn't slap JJ. Who'd he slap? He slapped Tommy Young, right? Right, the referee. Okay, yeah, whoever whoever Hero slapped, and I was typing this when I was on the treadmill, whoever he slapped, he slapped the piss out of him. Then he turned around and squared up, just whatever, to Dusty, which is kind of a big deal. And then he and Dusty were squared off, and he took a step towards Dusty. And I was like, Damn. Before he, you know, he took a step forward and stood there a second before he kind of backed up and powdered out. I thought mm-hmm. this was good stuff, man. Anytime back in this time you had somebody come in that you never saw was always, oh, shit, who's that? I mean, well, let's be no, real. There wasn't no Wikipedia to figure out who this asshole was. Yeah. Yeah we, yeah, we say this all the time, man. I mean, this is like just a time when that shit happened. It was you like that. Do you like that racist plink, plink, plink music that he came out to, though? <laughs> That's not racist. I mean, they were just trying to, like, place. It's not like you were at, at, at fucking Saki Cafe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Jesus Christ. It's true, though. Are, are, are those shitty Chinese buffets? Boof. <laughs> 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 it was like shitty uh, Chinese buffets that whenever they got the fucking... Uh, they always get the the bad parks from the fucking uh, health inspector. Right, but 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 every night it's full of big old fat trash bag motherfuckers just gobbling up those fucking those fucking uh, snow uh, snow crab fucking legs. Come on, they come off <laughs> snow crabs that come off crabs with crabs. Yeah. That's why you need to be a patron of BTT. You can't get that shit anywhere else. You really can't. <sighs> Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Where the fuck were we at? We're talking about Matsuda and Hawk yeah. went off on a snow crab tangent about the Chinese buffet. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Doc, you walk in there. Talk. I can't breathe. Hold Doc, on. Keep going. You ever go okay, with the so hold on, on Sunday? Just, okay, I'm watching this now. He just put Weaver in it. I'm going to get you a time stamp here. Okay. Hold on, Harper. What you say about you ever going one on a Sunday? I got to hear this one. Oh, yeah. It's what fucking it? church day, man. And that's like their big day to go out. <laughs> Who's they? <laughs> <laughs> Religious people. Oh. He's a good everybody. Before you get mad, he's uh, a good Catholic white boy from Metairie, Louisiana. All right. Well, fuck that fucking buffet, <laughs> fucking shit. I don't eat fucking public food, dude. I'm sorry. What? Public you food. What does you that don't mean? Eat public where like food? A, where like any asshole can walk up and what's this? This fucking 
have fucking access to it. Buffets are like going to a fucking water park. It's the world's largest fucking urinal, and and you're just fucking swimming around in that shit. That's what a buffet is. Every asshole fucking walks by, breathes on it, puts the little fucking the the fucking spoon in there. Fuck that, bro. Man, I don't know what to say. I'm trying to find a slap. Harper's turned into the damn health inspector. I feel like you need to get a hold of this show is what I need I, I need you to do. This is a great episode. Fuck that. This is awesome. Harper just went off on buffets and he's not wrong. <laughs> no. And it's always the little rat bastard fucking kids putting like the spoon for this, but they put it in this. Man, get the fuck out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here, man. Doc, you got a timestamp for me? I'm working on it. He just dropped Tommy Young. Tommy Young went to dead quick, too. Yeah, he he went out pretty quick. And the thing about this, why would you... Let him. Yes, like, if I was a referee, like, this is a shoot, and it's all real, why would I let this guy put me in the fucking sleeper hold? It's like having a a fucking MMA fighter get me in a a submission hold. Why would I want that? So you're saying this was bad booking? This was, I, I mean, why would you want to, yeah, that sounds great, man. I'll do that. Yeah, because he's trying to demonstrate the hold, and it's like. He locked right. it on Weaver, too, man. He was making the face, and, okay, it's Weaver why slapping. Did, hold on, hold on. Why did Tommy JJ, Young f- start 30, flopping like a fish? 32-54. Okay, Weaver slapped the there. piss out of JJ. That's what it was. Okay, so Weaver slaps Tommy Young in the back of the neck the way they used to do it old school style. When and then he slapped JJ. Right. And then at 32, we were about to see it now if you're on Patreon. He, yeah, he slaps. He doesn't really, he didn't get him too bad, but he does slap him. And then that's when Matsuda. Look at that face. Matsuda's making it 33-20, man. He's cinched that motherfucker in. Like, why would Tommy Young just be like. Agree to that? Yeah. All right. Yeah. But I will say this. Johnny Weaver sold the piss out of it. I mean, he, he literally sure looks did. like he's dying. Um, but anyway, okay. Anything else from that, Doc or Hopper? Man, I feel like nah. I could use some Lex Luger in my life. So, are we playing this, though? It was actually not bad, but... I agree, man. I thought Luger was actually good there. Okay. Well, let me get to it then. Cause it, I didn't say I want to hear it again. I just said it wasn't bad. Well, I I thought he was all right, like... He he was very quiet and and like just laid things out and I thought it was good. The thing I got and then I wanted to Harper. I want to know what you think. The basic of it was they're trying to put obstacles in front of Dusty before Dusty can get a shot at the U.S. title. And I yeah. thought that was good because that's what a heel does. You know, you don't just give them a title shot. It's no, you're gonna earn it. You're gonna go. Through we got some... stipulations. We got demands. Yeah. We're the champ. We're busy. We're kind of high and drunk right now. We can't quite get in our car and get there. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't know. What did you What did you have from it, Harper? I, I mean, so yeah. It's another fucking obstacle. It's another monster yeah. thrown in front of him before he can get to him. He's got to say he beat Lex Luger. Yes. 
Right. There you go. We just did it. Uh, All right, keep moving, pal. And no, he also said that Dusty was old news and Lex is the new blood, and I just thought the arrogance was perfect from a heel. So they they keep moving, and then we get Tony Schiavone, who throws us to an NWA Pro segment, where Mighty Wilbur makes his debut. Now, for those who don't have the network and never watched this back in the day, Mighty Wilbur is in overalls, and he looks like a country boy. Basically, he was, to me, in my opinion, and I'm curious to know what Harper and Doc think, but he was essentially, um, basically, Hillbilly Jim of... Dude, he looked like Big Bubba at 19 that hung out at Harper's Chinese Buffet. Yeah. I can't disagree, but he makes his debut... And Wilbert is very friendly, and he's shaking hands <laughs> with the fans, and everyone is confused because Paul Jones is a heel. Anyway, Wilbur wins this match he's in with this, I don't even know who it was, but Paul Jones wants Wilbur to put the boots to his opponent after the match, but Wilbur is just a friendly dude, and Paul Jones is mad after the match. So, I don't know. Um, this actually- reminds me of uh, when uh, Sullivan did this with his – with his uh, mentally challenged brother, Evad. Yeah, when he's like, "What?" But 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 I like Hog Hogan. He, oh he's, shit, that's old. You remember that? Yeah, like ninety three, ninety four, right? Something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, don't get too attached to Wilbur. Good. Yeah, I'm not. But I, look. This isn't some Starcade-worthy angle. Go ahead, Doc. I'm sorry. This isn't some kind of Starcade-level angle. And I don't care how long it goes on. But I laughed when this happened. I thought it was funny. Let me play a quick soundbite from it. Here it is. That's your point right there. I paid a lot of money for you. And there's a lack of communication right here. See what your conversation's about, Paul. Everybody's in Oh, the old pudding head, he's just kind of upset down here tonight, you know? <laughs> and the crowd erupts <laughs> when he calls him pudding head and he taps him on his head like a fucking dog. Anyway, uh, Doc, any other thoughts before we keep going? I was slightly amused by this. Yeah, I was too. Hopper, anything else? Slightly. Slightly, I agree. Uh, anyway. Do y'all agree that this was Jim Crockett's promotion's response to Hillbilly Jim, in a way? I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. It's so just, then after... The, oh, good, Hopper, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. It's just, just like, it's another fucking shithead with fucking Paul Jones. It's just... <laughs> me, I mean, I mean, Paul Jones is just... just oh, God. Yeah. It's perfect. By this point, Paul Jones is not the Paul Jones that the Mid-Atlantic Territory knew, nor is he even from a year ago when we were really right. him. But So Paul Jones cuts a promo right after that, and, I mean, it just there wasn't much to, to report from it. But uh, the next match is Kevin Sullivan. He defeats a guy named Tony Suber. I think that's how you pronounce it. 
And then we go to a Kevin Sullivan promo. Uh, not going to play it, but Sullivan is out there talking about the Midnight Express, the Rock and Roll Express. Why is he about, here? He's talking about Ric Flair, Ronnie Garvin. The only yeah, thing that made sense. He was all over. The only thing that made sense. He started talking about Asia and how he knew about that and for Dusty to be what? careful. I told you about that, that too just then. And it wouldn't it be funny? He's like, I know a lot about Asia. Then he starts singing that song in the heat of the moment. I know that, but yeah, you know uh, that went way over. <laughs> what are y'all talking about? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Like, all right, make it make a mixtape like Corny does on his show and send it to me. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, I ain't making mixtapes. I ain't making no mixtapes anymore unless I get some pussy out of it. You know what I mean? That's nice, Doc. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on Sullivan? Promo. Uh, so then we go to Jimmy Valiant and Bugsy McGraw, the the Mile High Connection. Uh, they defeat Rex King and Alan Martin. Doc, any thoughts before we keep moving? This was pretty bad. Yeah, this is bad, dude. <laughs> Hopper. Your thoughts? Besides, it was pretty bad. It was just pretty I mean, bad. Bugsy right? makes fucking Jimmy Valent look like Eddie Guerrero, fucking wrestling wise. <laughs> Bugsy, Bugsy doesn't boy. work if he's all clean shaven and clean shorn. It worked in the early '80s because he was all like fuzzy headed and crazy looking. You know what, too, about Bugsy? He worked in that early '80s world class that we saw because, like. He was kind of like grungy looking almost, like dirty looking, yeah. and the environment was dirty looking. That shit don't work on this TBS, bro. It ain't doing it for me. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so then we go from um, Bugsy and Jimmy's match. They then have a promo, and the only thing I noted was the crowd wants Jimmy to give Tony some sugar, and they're chanting that. Other than that, these two were all over the board. Jesus thoughts. It was... Had to ode to drugs. Yeah. <laughs> what does what does David DeVries on the Facebook group say? He talks about the how um, how Jimmy smells, Valiant smells. He's like cigarette butts, cocaine, and um, any number of other things. Uh, anyway, so we'll keep moving. Um, you know, Dusty cuts a promo, but I don't really have anything from it other than he's responding to what's going on with him and Lex and Matsuda. I thought Dusty was good there. Okay, so we're playing it. I didn't say that. I said I thought he was good. I, you're the one that's got like time constraints with the video. And I your... actually don't. No, we can play it. Um, I'm good. We started oh, early tonight. So. Uh, no, I meant with like the the video content or whatever it is you do or something. I don't know. No, that's because when you when you upload to. Wait, if you mean if we get we can get done faster if I don't like stuff? Oh, I hated it. This shit sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Shit. It was awful. No, when is Dusty going to no, go no. away? He keeps no, putting himself what, over. What do you all have from Dusty right here? I just said that he was good. <laughs> that was the only note I wrote down. Well, I mean, I depend on y'all. It's like three of us. So if I say play it and two of y'all say don't play it, I'm not going to play it. But if two of us say play it and one of us says no, then it gets played. So which one is it? Just play it. See? You should probably. You should probably play it. That's yeah. what I thought. You know, no Starcade vastly approaches, but one thing on your mind has to be Hero Matsuda. Let me tell you something, baby. I was down on Peachtree Avenue when I was fucking in broads. Hey! Cody Hose. J.J. Dillon! 
hero Matsuda the Shogun that Dusty Rhodes is looking for. And in Greensboro, North Carolina on the 25th, I'm going to find the Shogun now. Not on Anderson, Tony Blanchard, Rick Flair, on a total package. Lex Luger comes for Dusty Rhodes, but now they send the Orient's best, the old master, the master of evil, the master of the Orient, Devil Hirometsuda, the Shogun for Dusty Rhodes. Johnny Weaver taught me well. The story's alone. The Battle of 68 is evil just to hear Johnny Valen Weaver talk about it. But now then, it's me and you on that stumbling block to Starcade 1987. Lex Luger, the total package, comes out here with the astute vocabulary of a college-educated man. I am a country boy, an ass-kicker from Austin, Texas. Colleges I went to to play football, daddy. I went to the bars and the streets for education. And I went to the ladies of the evening for a little insight on reality. Don't tell me what Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, is or gonna do. You belong to me on Starcade, Jimmy Crockett. He needs to know that I'll sign anything in the world to get Lex Luger at Starcade 87. So don't count J.J. Dillon on Dusty Rhodes going down to Greensboro. The Shogun will feel the American Dream. And Lex Luger, the total package, the educated man, the good-looking, Sweet-talking, limousine ride, new star on the horizon, must meet the legendary Dusty Rhodes, the king of legendary Saturday nights. And Shogun, you belong to me. Let's go to the ring. All right, Doc, you wanted me to play it, so what you got from Dusty right there? First of all, he said he went. He likes to kick ass. I mean, shit. He was out there cursing on Saturday nights. Said he goes to college to play football. Yeah, it sounds like every school in the SEC to me. I don't have to see the problem. Well, I just thought he was me. intense and pretty good there, man. Yeah, so, he was. I, li- I like wrestling and I like promos. I don't know what you want from me, Popper. What about you? Yeah, that Jesus was great. <laughs> what? That's dirty, man. Oh, that's nice. Somebody posted that. Okay, let's not talk about it on the show. Somebody posted that on. Somebody posted that on Facebook, and I just stop. Oh my god! Stop pussyfooting around. Stop. We'll do some type of Patreon thing on that one. But Jesus Christ. Anyway, (laughs) that's dirty shit. Um, it's not an inside joke, everyone. We're not. I just happened to send a text, and they got it. But whatever. Oh, let's keep moving. So. Can we keep moving? Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. 
All right, so next we got the Rock and Roll Express. They defeat Robbie Idol and Eric Long. Uh, Ricky is all taped up as he sells his shoulder and arm injury. They won with the double DDT and not the double drop kick, I guess, because of Ricky's uh, supposed injury. Uh, anyway, after that, we go straight from that to a promo. It is uh, almost hit the brain busters, but we know it's not. It's Tully and Arn, and God, this is getting played. Here it is. The symbol of excellence in professional wrestling, the full horsemen. Here they are, NWA World Tag Team Champions. Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, along with J.J. Dillon. Tony Giovanni, a starcade heats up. Chi-Town heat. All the signings coming across. Seems nobody wants to sign for the World Tag Team titles. Now the horsemen came out. We said we'd be world champions. We've proven that. We said we'd take the Rock and Roll Express, remove them from contention. We've done that. Now, Rhodes hadn't signed. The Road Warriors hadn't signed. We don't care if it's the sheep herders. Any team wants to put themselves on the dotted line. What we are are the symbol of excellence. We are the elite in all of professional sports. And when it comes to Starcade, the back of my neck gets hot because what it does, it shows a proven ground. It shows 10 million people all at one time. The reason we are the elite, we can show everybody that we are the finest team in all of professional wrestling. Tell them, Tom. You know, Double A, when you think about the chase that we had to go through, the Rock and Roll Express, many hard matches, the greatest tag team over the last four years, the names Rock and Roll Express synonymous, synonymous with tag teams and the tag team championships, the world's championships I speak of. Now then, something happened to people, a lot of throw, like there's a lot of smoke all over it. Well, that particular night, something happened to Ricky Morton. He showed enough guts to come to the ring wounded. But the fact remained, he was a little bit short, and he liked had his arm ripped off. But oh no, nobody says Arn got hurt three days earlier by the Road Warriors slamming him off the edge of the ring onto the floor. He came, nobody says he was hurt, Tully was hurt, nobody says that. We took advantage of an opportunity, yes, but our names were on the contract. And we were there, wounded as it were. And we walked out with these. Now, the wrestling fans and all the people out there have world's champions fitting the integrity, the place in life, the stature, and the quality and the class that we exhibit through everyday life. That's why we are part of the Four Horsemen, this symbol of excellence. And we will take these championship belts to a height never taken before or seen in the past 80 years of the National Wrestling Alliance. Now then, you talk about somebody out here wanting to crack on the National Wrestling Alliance. Well, my friend, you go sell out some buildings before you start cracking on what is the elite in professional wrestling. As usual, Tony Giovanni, it has been your pleasure. There they are, your World Tag Team Champions fans. Let's go. So, Tully said they are the elite. Him and the rest of the horsemen. Anyway, so they're the original elite, not the Bullet Club. Or, or yeah. you know what I'm saying. Um, Harper, what do you have from this? That was great, man. Fucking, I mean, what about them being hurt? No one brings that shit up. Oh, shit. Wasn't that great? We took advantage of that opportunity. Yeah. That's what champions do. They take advantage of opportunities, whether it's Tully Blanchard or Jared Goff, man. You just take advantage of that opportunity. <laughs> Arn looks so fantastic. He looked like he was ready to fight again. He's got the glasses, the chain, the button-up shirt with the. Or go catch some. Or go on. catch some fish, or maybe work on your car. 
go out and find a couple of broads, the rats to bang. I mean, it's a, like an all-around suit. Yeah, when he, he says, uh, I think, do you think Eddie Gilbert legitimately made some people hot with that? He like, that's what it seems like. Cause Rick's going to touch on that shit too. I mean, go sell out some buildings first, motherfucker. <laughs> that is a great <laughs> line. May I, I think you might be on to something. I do. I really do. I think you might be on to something doc with that. Cause yeah, there might've been something there. Because let's face it, UWF at this point is struggling. Yeah. Matter of fact, they had a an event um, in September of '87 at the UNO Lakefront Arena, and I mean a building they could pack, you know, back in their heyday, um, and it was like 500 people there. There's nobody in the stands. Everybody's Damn. on the floor, and it was it was the whole. It, they basically recreated the. It was the last battle of New Orleans, but they recreated like the Tupelo concession stand brawl. It was Adams and and Terry Taylor and uh, Sting was involved in it, I believe. I forget everybody involved, but long story short, <laughs> Jim Ross is on commentary. He's like, they're climbing the walls. They're scaling the walls. Because it's like a seven-foot wall on uh, if you're sitting on the floor. And yeah. there's literally nobody in the stands. There's nobody in the stands. I mean, everybody's on the floor. I mean, there's 500 people there, but, I mean, that building holds like seven, 8,000 people, and nobody's in the stands. Um, so, anyway, um, it could have been. I mean, yeah, they could have been talking about that, but I, that, this was that was good though. I I enjoyed that. Um, anything else, Doc, from Tully on nah, there? That was they're the champs, and they showed you why, pal. In the ring and out. Harper, you were about to say something. What were you about to say about it? No, I was about I was, I was about to say when uh when uh fucking Tully responded to fucking uh Eddie Gilbert. Oh, about the sellouts. Yeah. Okay. So Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin, they come out to Bad Street USA versus Thunderfoot 1 and 2. Precious is in those tights and was looking all the way. Speaking uh, of that, where's fucking Missy been? Mm-hmm. We saw her once. We never saw her again. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Uh, any thoughts from this match, Harper? I've, uh, I was wondering what happened to fucking Jimmy Garvin. I'm wondering what's happened to Terry Gordy. He yeah. went back to world class. Him and Buddy, I think him and Buddy went back to world class during this time, and I think Hayes is about to follow them. Yeah, is that, that when they had the Blackbirds with Iceman? Uh, I believe they're about to do the thing with Iceman, yes, where Iceman, yeah, I think so. In 87 world class, Doc, you got any, like, just one word you want to describe 87 world class? Well, I can't really remember to be sure, and we're going to do a top 10 here in a minute, perhaps, and I'm probably going to be reminded of either why I was um, already out or on the way. I was neck deep into that shit in fucking 87. Well. In world class? Yeah. You were nine years old, pal. Yeah, exactly. When I was was nine (laughs) years old, it was 1983, and the promotion had never been hotter. Right, right. I, I, 1983, because you you don't like world class. You like to punch holes in it, Mike. But 1983 world class was pretty hot, was it not? That's bullshit. I I did not say that. I just said there was holes in the book, and it didn't mean I didn't enjoy it. 83 world class, I did enjoy. 82 world class was good. 84 world class was good. 86 actually wasn't terrible, but by the time you get to 87, holy shit. I mean, I remember I was, it down to the end, dude, to the very last fucking episode. Then it's USWA. I'm like, what the fuck is this? 
We're going to talk about that shortly. Well, not what you're talking about with down to the end, but I, man, I, I had no clue you watched it till the very end. Holy oh, God. yeah, dude. I was, you got remember. Maybe, was, maybe was, instead of that jabroni that you've got on that show, you should have a real historian on like Harper. Harper, we need to slap this asshole around a little bit. I know. Get him off the give him the Sopranos treatment. Get him off the show so that we can get behind that paywall. Talk. Yeah. You can't say that, dude. You're being recorded. The Sopranos treatment, really? I've been slapping him around. I didn't mean like. Okay. All right, let's keep moving. We got Hayes and Garvin. They cut a promo. I actually want to play the first part of this because Hayes has his little rap going. I'm not gonna play Jimmy's part because Jimmy Jimmy's just basically promoting his brother's world title match with Flair. But here's Hayes. Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, precious. You know, so you ain't kidding when you talk about what a woman. You know, I ain't Macho Casanova, and me and Romeo ain't never been friends. Because every time I go to a nightclub, I stole their women time and time again and again. And we ain't going to have no friends because the most glamorous, the most charismatic tag team in professional wrestling, you are looking at it, it's coming to Chi-Town. Nobody runs Chi-Town like Michael and Gorgeous oh, Jimmy. You said it, Michael, and the fact is this. Got- All right, I turned it down. I just like Hayes' rap right there. But yeah. uh, Doc, uh, or Harper, what did you have from this? That was great, man. That was fun to listen to. It was like a raspy-voiced Bob Armstrong. Yeah. Doc, anything from you on this? I told you it was like a raspy-voiced Bob Armstrong. Ronnie Garvin defeats Tommy Angel next and gives Tommy some chin nuts. Our friend Tommy Angel from Dude, the Smoky Mountain Show. That was a great strike. When he's the sitting punch up. at the end? Yeah. Go to he's it. the champ. The champ was here on live TV today. That's right. It's a big well, thing. Well, I mean, we act like, yeah, that was a nice punch. I just watched it. Holy shit. And he just gives him the chin nuts. Uh, I mean, Flair, Flair wrestles on TV. Dusty's the one who never wrestles, but whatever. Um, so after that match where Ronnie defeats Tommy Angel, they have a promo with Ronnie and... Uh, I mean, I'm not going to play it. I like how Ronnie said, I know you want the belt back because you need it for your lifestyle with your limousines and suits and stuff. I thought that was yeah. good on his part to like mention that. Harper, did you have the same thing or what? I love that when he says, you're just a mere challenger now. Mm-hmm. So here's wow. the thing. He's the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, and here's why it doesn't work. You ain't playing his promo. Imagine saying that about Rick or Harley or Dory Funk Jr. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on now. I mean, it just was, it was meat and potatoes. I mean, but he, okay. the line that he, when he threw that line out about, you know, I know you, you think you, you need this title back because you got that lifestyle with your limousines and suits and stuff. I mean, that was really good because it's true. Okay. Um, did you think he was good though, Doc, in it? I thought he was all right. Okay. Well, we know who's always all right, and that is Ric Flair. So let's go to his promo now. Okay, fans, as promised, here he is, Nature Boy Ric Flair. It's all signed in the cage. It's no disqualification. It's no time limit. It's in Chi-Town and part of Starcade. Last time, Rick, you went to Starcade as a challenger in the cage for the world title. You came away with it, I recall, the first Starcade. Well, let me explain something to you, first of all, and I'm saying this for everybody in the world out there to listen, because I'm aware of the fact that we're talking to plumbers, We're talking to garbage collectors. We're talking to lawyers, doctors, scientists. 
We're talking to the whole world right now. And what we're talking about is Stark 87, Chi-Town Eat, a multi-million dollar production put on by one man, Jim Crockett, the main man in this sport. Now, you're talking about Dusty Rhodes and Luger, one of the greatest confrontations I'm sure to be seen anywhere. The package, my man versus the legend, the fans man. I'll tell you right now, I'm voting package. The Road Warriors want on the telly, maybe. But let me tell you something before I get the garbage. For Eddie Gilbert and Terry Taylor to walk out here and crack. And I want you to watch this real slowly. The crack on the National Wrestling Alliance. And keep in mind, I hate Nikita Koloff. Now you're talking about Ric Flair because I'm a playboy. I'm a kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, check flying, son of a gun. But I am the National Wrestling Alliance. And Eddie Gilbert, there's not a man alive in the UWF that can whip me with one arm behind my back and the other one helping you. And that's the bottom line. And if John Ayers can't find his way here, that I'm sure Jimmy Crockett can accommodate the public by buying the Denver Broncos and moving them to Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> then maybe Ayers can get in the cab if he can walk that line and get over to this TV station. Now, Ronnie Garvin, you're right. There is no market for ex-world champions. That's why, pal, you're looking at a man that right now is walking the edge of life itself because I got women to answer to, I got bankers, I got marketing people, I gotta live every day knowing that I'm an ex-champion. And ex-champions don't float in this society. And I'll be damned. Have you seen me sitting in a bar some night telling some floozy or some geek that I used to be the world champion? So it goes like this in Chicago. Chi-Town you, my friend, are wrestling a man possessed. You made a crack that I'm a challenger, that I'm an ex-champion. Well, in Chicago, buddy, you're going to be a dismantled ex-champion who just happens to be the shortest-lived world champion of all time. And pal, let me say one more thing. They tell me the women in New York City are starved for the sight of a real man. Every woman wants a real man. Well, the NWA it's coming to New York City, and brother, it's going to be fur coats, long limousines, bright lights, big cities, pretty ladies, that's them all. Fans, let's go to the ring.
we could just stop the show and just finish off with that because I mean yeah. not I mean not stop the whole show, but like stop the NWA portion of the show because anything else that happens at this show at this point is not gonna top that. Doc, what did you have from this? So for everything that happened, the showstopper is when he said, I am the National Wrestling Alliance. <laughs> I mean, because we all hold the NWA in such high regard, right? But he just said, I am the, okay, I don't have the belt, but I, this is me. And then he went on to proceed that he could whip the whole roster or anybody on the roster for the UWF. Ooh, that's, that right there will get you a watch on your, on your wrist. I can tell you that. Um, Which, let me say something. I don't take that as him burying them as much as him just doing his job. Potentially, because also the other problem is, is that Eddie Gilbert and Terry, even Terry Taylor are going to run circles around Nikita. So he's, you know, even helping even things up and then just decided to score eight touchdowns. Yeah. Um, but man, he's talking. He's got the old Robert Fuller. I got the I got broads to answer to, and the money concerns. As I got it, broads running around and the IRS up my ass. He's palling him. He's he's gonna dismantle Garvin, dude. Yeah, because 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 where he comes from, th- this this current situation he's got doesn't work for him. Yeah. That shit is awesome. I'm going to leave some meat on the bone for Harper to pick at. But when I came unglued when he said, I am the National Wrestling Alliance. Uh, go ahead, Harper. I'm just thinking, man, fucking Eddie Gilbert pissed off everybody. <laughs> See, he's the guy that you walk into the bar and 45 minutes later, you're in a fight. And you're like, how'd that happen? And fucking Gilbert was running his mouth again. Shit. No, fuck. Yeah, what else, Harper, anything? Yeah, I think he's basically saying, I can't live like this. I got to have my fucking belt back. Yeah. He he was so good. He he basically told Gilbert and Taylor to go to hell and to yeah. keep the NWA name, out of, NWA name out of their mouth. You know, like the old days, like, keep your name out of my mouth, bro. He just so basically he said I could whip anybody on the roster with an arm tie behind my back until he told him to go sell out some buildings. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, mean, I think they kind of I think they kind of did bury the UWF there. I see. I don't take it as that. Like I just take it as the problem was later on down the line is it they're bury it's perceived as them burying them because the UWF guys never had a chance to like get their comeuppance. It would have been fine if right. they would have, but it never well, happens. The, the other thing is, don't get eaten up on TV either. Well, you mean in the promos? Yeah. Well, and that's the other part. Like, if Dusty's not allowing them to say, you know, come back. Because, like, what Rick, what Rick and Tully do is fine, but the UWF guys have to be given the ability to... That's what got the NWA tired to be, is that nobody ever beat them for like a year and a half, and it's like, okay, you're the best. Yeah, so... Yeah. Anyway, but... Even even Uncle Roger knew that you had to get the belt, the strap off New England for a year and give it to the shithead Eagles. Oh, there you go. And now they're back. They're chasing again, right? See? See how that all works? Yeah, it's all... It's perfect booking. Okay. So then... 
freshen up, dust off the storylines a little bit, and let's let's go make some more money. Let me just put this out there: Ric Flair is getting the fucking Rolex from me. <laughs> I don't think right there's now. any question. Uh, but anyway, uh, we go to Mighty Wilbur, who defeats Italian Stallion. Uh, Mighty Wilbur's just a nice guy. He doesn't want to get any heat after the match. Yeah. Uh, they cut a promo also with uh, the big old hillbilly, Mighty Wilbur. It's kind of funny, to actuality. But uh, Wilbur calls Paul Jones Puddinhead again, and Paul Jones gets upset. And then we get dude, the Midnight dude, Express. Wait, wait. Oh, ahead, I'm just ahead, saying, I'm I'm sitting there watching this with the Warlord and uh, and Ivan. I'm, I'm looking at poor old Ivan. I watched him yes. fucking walk off the set. I'm like, Jesus Christ! You think what he could just fuck like, go? What's he be thinking now? You think he just goes out to his car at the end and just sits there for a minute at the stool and just goes, "Fuck!" <sighs> and you know then what? Like, just starts the car. He, he's probably just like, oh, "I'd be Bruno." <laughs> yeah, and I'm doing yeah. this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Harper, you know what I you know what I think though when I see him like right now during this time period he must be thinking to himself or, or what I would want to, what I would love to know what were his payoffs during this time period versus I don't even want to go to Bruno versus when he was with Nikita and they were at the top of their game in Crockett yeah like what what were the payoff differences like I would love to know when he saddled with this shit what his payoff was like nightly because like bruce mitchell told me man ivan's career was dead once nikita left yeah anyway again midnight express at the end they defeat rick Ryder and mike jackson Uh, the rats in the crowd are loving them some stan lane as he enters cornette is filibustering on commentary as usual the whole time Uh, he calls morton's dad a drunk and an alcoholic we've heard that about a hundred million times Doc, anything from that? Well, Big Bubba's back, and they done—they never let Mike Jackson in the ring. Yeah, um, they just—they uh, pin the other guy. So uh, Bobby Eaton does, as we're watching on Patreon. Uh, any other thoughts? Um, did y'all want to play that thirty-second promo at the end? There's not much to it. Nah, nah. If you want, I, let's rate this nah. puppy. That's what yeah, you always I, say, right? Let me give you your yeah. line, since you're too handied up to do anything productive. Let's rate this puppy. Okay, well, Rick's getting a Rolex from all of us, so go ahead and rate it, Doc. And this was a long episode. I want to shave some grade off of it for that. But, man, I had thoroughly enjoyed my 80 minutes of watching this. I was entertained. There's stuff going on that I cared about. Like I'm going to give this thing an A. Albert, what about you? It's got to be an A. I'm... In agreement, I'm giving it an A. So, are we all in agreement too that Ric Flair is getting a Rolex number one hundred? You know what? Fucking uh, Tully could have could have gotten it, <laughs> but yeah. it's got to be Rick, man. Tully could have easily gotten it, but I'm in agreement with you. It's got to be. Rick. I love that it's it's. And, and what kind of week? For- what kind of week was it where Arn comes in third? Right. Eddie. Yeah. Eddie Gilbert. F- Forced all these motherfuckers to flex their muscles, and they did. Yeah, you know, there's something to be said to that though, because like if you had to give out like a co Rolex, to be frank, if you think about it, Tully's promo probably never happens, and and Rick's promo probably never happens. Right. If Eddie doesn't say what he says, 
But no, seriously, like, think about that. Because uh, have you ever heard Corny talk about when they would do these promos uh, during these tapings? He would say they would all listen to what you know their opponents were saying, and you know that would kind of help them stimulate what they would then go out there and say. So to Harper's point, Eddie just flies off at the ha- handle, and he's basically talking shit. And then so Tully's like, "Well, shit, I gotta up my game." And then Rick does the mm-hmm. same thing, and that's the only reason we get those promos from those two, which is even better. Right. It's like wrestling and shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's like imagine if they did that nowadays, which they never do, which is dumb. But anyway, uh make sure uh while we're doing this show, uh make sure you use the tinyurl.com BTT Amazon referral link. Give it to your wives, girlfriends, and the side pieces and hoes in your life and tell them to use it. Bookmark it every time they purchase something on Amazon. Again, tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. The show gets a little bit of small kickback in return every time that you or someone in your family uses that link. So uh, if you still got gift cards left over from the holidays, please use them and go to tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Uh, real quick, before we get out of here, fellas, this is a fun show tonight, actually. We've um, had a, just a, a blast. I hope that all of our sweet, sweet listeners have had as much fun as I have. Or should we that's do this bu- for the That's paper? all bullshit. Let's hurry up and get the fuck out of here. I'm tired of this bullshit. Yeah. You got time. Your kids don't need to be put to bed for another almost an hour. Harper, I'm shocked. Uh, I never knew you were uh, basically balls deep in the world class in 87. Yeah, so he- let's... Set it I, I up. was watching it till the end, till till uh, what's his name? Uh, Eric Embry. Yeah, Eric. Dude, I, I loved him at the end. He was great. Yeah, when he pulled, when he uh, climbed up in the uh, the spoiler tournament and pulled the fucking banner off, I'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, are you gonna set up this top ten so we can guess names and see where they land? Yeah, so here's the thing. Again, a couple weeks back, we did the September 1987 PWI overall top 10 singles. And if you recall, this is through May 7th of 87 because that's how PWI worked. And I told Doctor in the pre-show, I said, we got to do world class because holy shit, when you look at world class through May 7th of 87 in the top 10, it's just very interesting to me, the names that you see on there. Uh, for me and Doc, we had checked out of World Class by then, but Harper was, you know, balls deep in it like he is uh-huh. in his hose. That said, we are going to, I figured we would do the guessing game again of World Class. So uh, here we go. Um, do y'all want to do it where I don't really tell y'all any names? You're just trying to guess who's in this top yeah. 10? Yeah, or? just we'll guess yeah. names and you tell us what number they are. So tell me what number Kevin Von Erich is. Okay, so Doc went first. Kevin Von Erich is actually the world-class champion, so he's right. he's at the top. He's not even number one. He's just the champ. That's how they did Bang. it. Bang. Bang. Right? Ho- right. Hopper, you, t- you take a guess. Number one? Just well, any just, of them. Just, just uh, throw a name out uh, and I'll Chris tell you Adams. where he's ranked. Chris, Chris, Adams Adams. Is not, Chris Adams is not in the top ten at that point. In, um, ah! let me. Well, remember, Hopper, he's in the UWF then, and he was ranked number six in the UWF at that point. Well, well shit. I'm going to go with Hardy. Yeah, Iceman. Okay, so both of y'all go with Iceman, and both of y'all both of y'all are, would be wrong again. Because I'm going to go hard here. I'm going to go hard. Give me uh, – wait, wait, let me tell you where Iceman. Iceman is top 10, but he's number 10 in the UWF at that point. So let's go me, back to world class. Give me Steve Simpson. Uh, Hawk, um, Doc, Steve Simpson was number five in world class. He was ranked number five. What about Sean Simpson? Uh, he's not ranked. Okay. 
let's go to let's go to Hopper Miss, now. The missing link. He's already in WWF. Yeah, no, Link's, no. Link's not. Link's not ranked. Oh. How about Bruiser Brody? What year is this again? This is well. The rankings are through May seventh of eighty seven. Okay. Uh, Brody is not not on the world class rankings at that point. Okay. How about Bobby Fulton and or Tommy Rogers? Nope. Mm. Uh. uh But let me tell you, Doc. They, as a tag team, were the number eighth ranked tag team in the world, and they were the number one contenders to the world class tag team titles. So there's there's that. Um, the, how about the Dingo Warrior? You want to let Hopper fucking? How guess? about uh, Chris Chris Youngblood? No Chris Youngblood, nor is there the Dingo Warrior. Hmm. So let's recap for a second. So far, the <laughs> ten. You guys have gotten Kevin Von Erich, who is the world champion, and Steve Simpson, who is number five. No one else I, has been guessed at this point. I got them both, so balls deep over here is <laughs> very balls deep. Hopper, let me give you two guesses uh, uh, before we go back to Doc. Just How about Kamala? Yeah. Stop, Doc. Hopper, you. Eric Emery. Eric Emery is number six. Jesus, good job, Hopper. Well, because I was trying to get through, like... Other ones before I just went to the obvious, but oh, okay. Go to the obvious. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think who else was. Let me. I'll say Chris this. Adams, but he's he's not there. Right. We said Iceman. What about he's not Rip there. Oliver? Nope. What about uh, Michael P. S. Hayes? Nope. Gordy. Fuck. Nope. Buddy Roberts. Nope. Steve, do it to it, Cox. Nope. No wonder this shit was on the ropes. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. When you look at the, I'm looking at this top ten from world class. Kabuki's retired, right? Of '87, Kabuki isn't on it, and I'm just like, Ugh. Jeff Jarrett. No. Oh shit, bro. This is this is hard to do, everybody. Just so you know, I mean, because to me, this is like the dark. What, okay, what about Chris Von Erich? Yeah, he's right. No? He's not, he's Mike Von Eric. Nope. Carrie Von Eric? Nope. David Von David Von Eric. Which one was the cousin? Fritz. Oh, Lance oh, 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 oh. Yeah, Lance. Harper, Harper just got one. Yeah. Lance was number eight. Hmm. So so let's recap. Kevin's oh, 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 I got one. I got one. Gary Young. Not ranked. Brian Adias. Brian Adias is the number two ranked talent. Yeah, That's the worst thing I've heard all night. <laughs> and I've been listening to The Menace for an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> Kelly Kanitsky. No. The Punisher. Rock and Roll Buck Zumhoff. No. Mike Davis. No. Fuck. It's bad, y'all. I'm just letting y'all know. Uh, what's Whatever his name? Al Perez. It, no. Rod Price. No. It's <laughs> not right. <laughs> um, Tim Horner. No, y'all let me know when y'all get tired of guessing. Jesus and I'll... Christ, I, I want to get this. I feel like I deserve yeah. this. Um, Akbar is... Yeah, not, well... No, we just saw Akbar on... on um... Fuck. 
Crockett television and Akbar's and um Gino's dead. Yeah, yeah, Gino was fucking already whatever. The rocket uh It's ooh. bad, y'all. It's it's bad. See the the thing is the Fantastics are the number one contenders to the tag titles. So it would be and logical Percy. that Oh 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 John Tatum. Nope. Jesus. I know, huh? It's it's pretty bad. Dude, y'all are not going to guess these names. That's how bad it is. Give it's us terrible. one. Just All right, so I'll, the pump. I'll throw number 10 out 10. there. Yeah. Eli the Eliminator is number 10. I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I do. It's bad. All right, so I'll go to the next because y'all didn't guess this one. And yet, this one, y'all will go, oh, I should have got that one. Mr. Evans. Black, Black Bart is number nine. I wouldn't have thought that. Okay. Now you guys. Uh, oh, 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 Johnny Mantell. No. Fuck. He's not on. Uh, Killer Tim now, Brooks. Nope. Um. Uh, Why Bill Irwin? No. Now y'all. Irwin. No. How'd Stan they run H- any? Stan Hansen. How'd they run no. any cards? That's what I'm telling y'all. So let's let's stop for a second. So no. Eli Eli the Eliminator's ten. Black Bart is nine. Lance Von Eric is eight. Would y'all like me to reveal number seven? I don't know any more wrestlers that were alive <laughs> at this time, so you may be. Nope. This Kelly is Kinesky. a test. Nope. Carl Stiles. Nope. This is a testament to world class in 87. Stormtrooper. Rip Oliver. Number, no, number seven is Al Madrill. Jesus. What? He came back? That's what I said when I looked at it. I was like, I don't remember this. They didn't have enough of a roster to fill out 10 people, and they just put him in thinking nobody would notice. Okay, what about uh, Chavo Guerrero? No. Uh, uh, Hector Guerrero? No. No. Mil Mascaris? Nope. Come on. Carlos Colon? No, come on. Bobby Jaggers? At this point, you all are only missing three people because we've already got – let me go through. Number 10 is Eli – no, stop. Number 10 was Eli the Eliminator. Number 9 was Black Bart. Number 8 was Lance Von Eric. Number 7 is Al Madrill. Number 6 is Eric Embry. Number 5 is Steve Simpson. Number 4, don't say anything, is Red River Jack. I feel dumb now. That's 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 Brody. Oh. So I said Brody. Well, but you didn't say Red River Jack. Well, nobody knows that. What about Nord... The f- Nord- the Barbarian. What? That's a good Holy guess. Holy shit. Uh. Hopper, Hopper just nailed it. <laughs> That's number one, Nord the Barbarian. He should never be number one. Yeah, he, uh, well, he was the, uh, the Berserker, wasn't he? Um, well, in WWE. Okay, well, but in War Class, he did go by Nord the Barbarian, though. Yeah. So there's only one name that y'all haven't got. Oh God! I shall reveal it because you're not going to do the, the Mongol. No, he was earlier. Okay. No, no, yeah, Mongol was earlier, and it's not Abdul. Steve, don't. It's not. Well, it's Steve not Casey. Dr. Death. Steve Casey. Steve Austin. No. no. Fuck. Scott Casey. Scott Casey. Jack it's, Victory. It's actually somebody. When I say it, Doc's gonna go. Oh shit! I should have known that. Mm. Uh, it is. Eli number the, three, number what? three, was Mister Jeep Swenson. Oh, I don't. That was I was out. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, let's recap. Eli the Eliminator is number shit, 10. Shit, 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 Kevin Von Erich. Black Bart was number nine. Number eight is Lance Von Erich. Number seven is Al Madrill. Number six is Eric Embry. Number five is Steve Simpson. Number four is Red River Jack. Number three is Mr. Jeep Swenson. Number two is Brian Adias. Number one is Nord the Barbarian. And the world-class champion at that moment was Kevin Von Erich. Mm. What a roster, Doc. What a roster. I can't wait for you to get there and have to cover that. With Bruh. Mr. Dry, Mr. Drywall, Jesus yeah. Christ. Anyway, uh, so with that said, uh, I need to show some love to a couple of friends out there. First off, check out the Wrestling Podcast about nothing on Wednesdays. I'm sorry, Wednesdays on Mondays. Check out the Wrestling Podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett doing their thing. They're talking some classic stuff, some current stuff. You'll love it. It's a good time. Two good guys. So check them out. Um, and check out Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast run by Joe Murata and Michael Quinn as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history. They're a little bit classier, definitely more professional, so thank you, Joe and Quinn, for all of your plugs. Please give them a listen. If you support us, please support them. That is OVP, Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast, and the wrestling podcast about nothing. Hopper, you got a Wildcat date. I guess we should mention, right, in New Orleans coming up in March or something. It's a Lucha League yeah. show. Yep, we're at. I was going to leave that up to you, but I guess I'll look. Tijuana? It's in New Orleans, actually, right, Hopper? Oh. So uh... Yeah. The Spanish district? Yeah. That's that's the fat city. That's in fucking battery. All right. So I guess Hopper is not going to say. You ain't ever on any of the posters. How about that? That's what I want to know. Yeah, exactly. Tell them. He is a, uh, Wednesday, March. I'm on one of the posters. I'm, this is some bullshit. He's a Harper. Harper is a manager who needs a manager. I'll call Luke for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, it's in downtown New Orleans. I assume it's at some type of festival because it's right. just downtown it, New Orleans. It doesn't say where, so that's why I, I didn't want to, you know, because people are like, well, where is it? No, nobody likes a downtown festival more than a bunch of mustached hippie or hipsters. Right. Drink Anyway, drink a patch, yeah, drink a patch blue, uh, blue ribbon and fucking IPAs and and beers down to their dicks. Yeah, bunch that's of dumbasses. Nice. Mike's people. We'll talk, no, we'll talk those are Mike's it. people. We'll talk more about it when we get there. But these uh, people are gonna rob those hipsters later in the evening when they get <laughs> to. <laughs> okay, if you say so. Anyway, so March seventeenth. Yeah, I hate the wall too. You know, I hate. <laughs> I hate Trump too, Bestia. Oh God! All right. Anyway, uh, let's get out of here. Um, March thirteenth, Wildcat Sports. Check it out. Oh, uh, go to wildcatsports.com. You can get more information about the card. Again, it's going to be in downtown New Orleans. It's a Wednesday, March the thirteenth. There you have it. There you have it. Anything else, Doc? Before we get out of here? Nah, Brad. No. Yeah, we went long. We went long tonight, but this was a fun show. So there you have it. Uh, Hopper. With that said, hit the tagline and get us the hell home. Fuck it, bitch.
before we get out of here, thank you to all of the patrons out there for being patrons of this show and helping us make this show possible twice per week, each and every week. And shout out to all of the Hall of Fame patrons out there. Mike Childry, K underscore Rowe, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Jeffrey, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageum, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spyboy Sports Cap, Ari Miller39, uh, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman822, Marty Howell, and T Hog94. And before I get out of here, special shout out to a friend of the show. Check out the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast from Mike Prue and his buddy JV, who are breaking down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. I think they are currently covering 1998, depending on when you are listening to this. Uh, But you can go back and check out 96 and 97, those years of Austin. Um, And it's a a good show, so check it out. New episodes are released every single Monday. They're available on most platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play. You know how it works with podcasts by now. And you can also find them on Twitter, at BottomLineCast. So, once again, Thank you to all the Hall of Fame patrons and check out the bottom line cast with Mike Peru and JV. And that's it, guys. Until next week, book it, bitch.